closer, but how's it hanging? How's it happening? You guys know this is Kevin from the Chord Progression Podcast, sponsored by Dark Fusion Systems, the best for your custom computing needs, whether it's coming from building a gaming PC, if you need something for streaming, creative, music, whatever it is, Dark Fusion Systems will create the perfect PC for you. Get $100 off your entire use code CPPOD at darkfusionsystems.com. Make sure for the podcast below. Thank you, guys. Now let's have a feature presentation. If you want a band that has that energy of Beartooth, that high voltage energy, like a car battery attached to your nipples, but is a lot heavier, like your mainlining Red Bull, let us introduce you to Defocus from Germany. Their brand home, There Is A Place For Me On Earth, comes out on March 1st, and let's show you all about this band right now. Are you guys ready? Let's go! Yeah. Well, 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 ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, listeners of the Chord Progression Podcast. If you've ever seen Beartooth play live, they call themselves like high voltage rock and roll. It's like if you take a car battery and attach it to your nipples, that's the kind of energy. But what if you're a fan <laughs> that's like, I want something like that with that amount of energy, with that amount of craziness, but I want it to be heavier. Well, we found it for you. So coming all the way from Germany, this band's second album, There Is a Place for Me on Earth, comes out on March 1st. So if you like metalcore, if you want to get energized, this is definitely going to be a band for you to check out an album to check out. So please welcome Simon and Jeff from the band Defocus to the podcast. So gentlemen, welcome to Core Progression Podcast. Yo, what's Yo, up? Thanks what's for up? having us. Man, what a great introduction. <laughs> I was going to say, I hope you enjoyed that introduction. I was thinking about that this morning. I'm like, how am I going to introduce these guys? So I usually do it on the fly. I'm like, wait a minute. High energy metalcore. I'm like, but it's heavier than like that high energy Beartooth style. So, yep, that's where you describe it. If you like Beartooth, great. If you want something that's even heavier than that, but keeps the same exact energy, right here. <laughs> thanks, man. Appreciate it. Well, I want to jump already into the sound already that you guys created because, again, it is heavy. It is fast-paced. It has a lot of energy behind it. And it's something that when I hear that, I'm absolutely all into it. So when it comes to your overall sound, how did you guys create this whole entire thing? Man, it's like um, we've talked about this a lot uh, in our band, what we want to do. Like when you hear our first record, we had like a super heavy record in mind. And um, I think we weren't that experienced in our first record and we really grew from that and we really know what kind of emotion or what kind of thing, you know, we want to uh, to get to the listener. Right. And um, I don't know, man, it's just we listen to so much music and we try to get like influences from all different kinds of places. And um, but at our core, we really like to have like heavy parts, high energy, really fast paced stuff. And uh, yeah, I'm, I'm glad that you hear that in our music. I'll say, well, I mean, you're talking to someone over here who whenever I go to a show, if there's going to be high energy, I know there's going to be a mosh pit involved. So I am like that little kid on Christmas morning running downstairs to see that he got a bike for Christmas. That's me. Anytime I see a mosh, I'm just like, yeah and then just get right in there and go nuts like listening through this stuff all i could think of was if i when i not even if when i get to see you guys perform live it's gonna be one of the most manic things i get to be a part of it's one of the most manic pits i ever get to be in because the energy just does not stop and i think i'm like this is gonna even be a challenge for me who will go from the beginning of the first band to the end of the last band and never take a break how am I going to be able to get through this, especially if it's like an hour long set? And I just thought to myself, <laughs> oh, I can't wait to try this one out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, we have, I mean, we have a, a few songs that are like a little bit, you know, taking a break from the heavy stuff. I mean, they still have the heavy stuff in there, but it's like a little bit slower. Like, you know, you can take a deep breath uh, in between. But uh, yeah, most of the time you really need the energy. 
Say, why take a deep breath? Just put your foot on the gas and just keep going with this. So so initially you want to start out with like a heavier kind of style, but then it really came forward into this, you know, a little bit like you still heavy, but also faster pace, a lot higher energy. Was there a certain moment or like a certain influence that really took hold for the band that really drove you guys to this kind of style and to this kind of sound? Maybe it was the live setting, trying to get addicted to that feel of just having seen what the crowd was going to do when things get faster, when things get more manic. What was that? I mean, uh, it's definitely a mix of a few things, right? So, um, we 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 wrote the first record during the pandemic so there were no shows or no like audiences you know that we can see the reactions to the song right and uh you know after we got back to playing songs we really know what uh what brings the energy so that is one influence and i don't know i mean if you ask uh either of us i think everyone is gonna answer like different for for me it's like i really like the old school mishuga stuff and i really like the you know rhythmic like you know, it's like a, it's like a Meshuggah sounds like a machine that never stops. It's also yeah. just high energy and just pushing. And I, Listen, I really love that. Combined with some bouncy parts. Is perfect. <laughs> yeah. Like, I guess that's what we wanted to achieve. Like having both of that mixed together, some fast paced stuff, some rhythmic, some mm. arrhythmic stuff. And that with especially some bouncy stuff, like combined. Perfect. I mean, that's basically yeah. what we've been talking about, what we really want to do with that album to have some some like some room create some space and also bring in that aggressiveness and also like this vibe you know what i mean like make it bouncy yeah <laughs> like at one point for like crooked mind or or i think it was with uh let the bond be my grave we were like having a discussion like okay how how do you want to write this part right and we were like oh it needs to be something heavy it's just screaming for something heavy and then yeah. we were just imagining okay what's the thing that we can do to make this as insanely heavy as possible right so for add some weird noises yeah <laughs> <laughs> crooked mind is like okay let's put this weird noise here it sounds just so crazy and um and let the bond we've like pitched the guitar solo it's it's just like a rumbling sound at this point it's not not really a guitar anymore and uh it's just noises yeah just thinking <laughs> of, just a little bit out of the box to make this sound as insane as possible but you definitely needed that to add to that feeling of sounding as sane as possible, especially, again, when you went to Crooked Mind, especially towards the end when you closed that breakdown. And it has that, like, kind of like you think of Meshuggah, too, where it's just that consistent heavy machine that keeps rolling. Like, that yeah. breakdown was heavy. It had, like, a sludgy, chuggy kind of feel to it. But also, there was so much distortion on those guitars. And <laughs> it just added so much more of that bounce to it. So it wasn't just the same old, same old all over the place. Yeah. Then those uncleans that were on top of it as well, just being so guttural. I literally am looking at my notes right now for that song, and I wrote, I just want to hit somebody with all my might. <laughs> awesome, man. Yeah. <laughs> Perfect. That's what we wanted. That's all we wanted. That's exactly that's exactly it. And when it comes to you're talking about, you know, you want that heaviness, you want that high energy part, but you also want to have that bounce in there as well. I think it's a great way to put it because when you're thinking about having that bounce in the music, it adds a little bit more of this expanded ability on where you can go with each and every part what you can do with the choruses to potentially keep up that high energy but have the choruses be a little bit different have a little bit more of this like catch to them so when people are listening through of course you get you know a more mass audience to listen to it there's going to be a part of it that people are just going to gravitate towards because that's human nature and maybe it's one of those bouncier parts but again, it allows you to even expand the song even further and build off of that so it's not sounding like it's all gas 
no brakes, but just gas in a straight line. Like you want to give some left turns. You want to go drifting around corners in this thing to see what the hell is going to happen and add some of those crazy distortions in there. So we're sitting there thinking, why the heck is this happening? And why the heck do I want to just knock someone on their ass in the pit and then pick them back up? Because that's the rule. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. 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 Fuck man. I'm excited for that one life. (laughs) Yeah. Oh God! It's, it, I gotta end up. I might have to sell a kidney or something to travel over the Europe and see this perform live. I've, I've, I mentioned yeah. that a couple of times to a couple of bands in the podcast. I'm like, man, if only I had a limited amount of money, I could just travel and do this stuff. But unfortunately, I don't. And unfortunately, I only have two kidneys, and I gotta be able. If I'm gonna sell one of them, it's gotta be for something massive. I mean, yeah, the human sure. body works perfectly fine with only one kidney. So you're <laughs> But then what am I going to do with my other kidney? I mean, like the one that I still have. What if it happens if something awesome happens? I got to sell that one. Yeah. I mean, you definitely have to know where to get it back from, like the other one. Are there like other body parts that you can sell and you can survive without them? Like, I don't know. One ear? When, no, no. No, it doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> nah. Like um, finger? <laughs> maybe, maybe if you cut like your liver in half or something, you might be able to get away with that. Oh, then I won't be able to drink that much, right? Oh, damn, yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. Okay, scratch that. Scratch that idea. <laughs> I'll say, because especially after listening to the shit that you guys put together and how crazy it gets, I mean, afterwards, especially for the pit going crazy, kicking each other's asses, at the end of it, we're all feeling pretty good. We're going to want to end up drinking together, having a couple of beers and enjoying the night. I don't want to have half a liver and all of a sudden, like, you know, get two beers in and be like, okay, it's really starting to take hold because my body is not able to take care of it. Plus, I'm also missing a full kidney right now because of this. I don't know. Give, give it maybe five, ten more years. Maybe modern medicine will invent something that will be able to take care of that for us. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we have to work on like uh, playing a few shows, like uh, in the in the states as well. I mean, someday we're we're working on it to come to you. I mean, I hope it happens sometime soon, just because of how insane this is. But I do know. Again, I've interviewed a bunch of bands over from Europe as well. I do know how tough it can be to get from Europe over the United States or get to any part of the world. Anyway. I've talked uh, bands from Australia and how hard it is just to get anywhere for them with all the visa issues. So have you guys even like, I know you guys are thinking about wanting to come over to the U S have you guys tried any of that at any point right now? Or is that still, you know, in the distant future? I mean, we've had uh, like a tour last year, but that was like mainly Europe and that's actually pretty easy. You know, you have like, uh, you can drive basically anywhere. And uh, I don't know if you just have like a, like a passport. It's, it's fine, I guess. And there are so many big cities actually (laughs) that are close to each other. So you don't have to travel that far. Yeah, so that's pretty good. But um, flying to another country, like to another continent, it's like I, I can imagine awesome. it would be awesome. Yeah, it's but... like also like we're, we're we're already struggling with like so much like work in the background to make everything work. And yeah, because <laughs> like, there's so much to consider when doing that. Yeah, okay. there's so much to consider. But it but it would definitely be like worth it. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I mean, we sure. are already like thinking about all of that. We hope that it is be working in the future, but. Yeah, for right now, we'll have to stay to Europe right now. (laughs) (laughs) Well, before diving into the new album, though, because you said there's a lot of things in the background that are happening that have to happen before that. Like, what are those things that you're going through? So us as an audience, primarily over in the U.S., we get a better idea of the things that are going on in the background that you have to put together before even coming over to the U.S. 
Oh, well, oh, I mean, there's yeah. so much going on, like talking about like instruments, for example, you need to get your guitars to the Oh, yeah, we have to take all our shit. Or yeah. otherwise, you, yeah. you have to rent some drum set or whatever. So that's the first thing. And if everything like around that is set up, you obviously need some some venues where you can actually like set up the, the shows and stuff. I mean, I don't know. Do we need like a work visa or something over there? Like, like, oh, yeah, that's to play like, shows? this could actually be true. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. think yeah. you Definitely might need... actually need that. I think yeah, we need that, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> we, we, don't, we don't even know everything. So many that things we that we didn't to... even think about. Yeah. <laughs> Hey, but, but then again, that's what the record label is for because they, they yeah, deal with this sure. stuff all the time. They have an idea of what exactly you're all going to need, what you need to go through. Plus, if you have a record label behind you, then you can definitely have a little bit more push behind that due to the fact yeah, that you have that's, more that's funding true. to go and do this stuff versus a band that's trying to go over and do it independently. Yeah, yeah, course, that's, yeah. that's true. <laughs> but I mean, the amount of bands that, because on your label, Rising Empire, that I've interviewed, I'm like, come on, we got to get everyone over to the US at some point because I, I want to <laughs> see the sounds, especially from the bands that are on that label, the, ba the sounds that you guys are creating come over here and actually have a chance for people to see it and experience in person live because those experiences are so much different compared to sitting down watching uh, music videos or just streaming yeah, them and listening yeah. throughout yeah, the day. Yeah. That live performance is so much of a different aspect and a different animal. And especially with the insane sound that you guys have with that high energy, it's something that has to be taken a whole life. Like seeing Beartooth live, like going to see heavier bands or hardcore bands like Knocked Loose and Alpha Wolf live. It's You have to experience that. Even though I'll even bring up Electric Callboy, even though watching their music videos are his, it's hysterical. Seeing yeah. them live is a much, much, much more insane experience because of how everyone else is acting around it and just feeding off of that positivity. With you guys, it's feeding off of the manic energy, and I want to be a yeah, part of yeah. it. Definitely, I mean it's insane actually. Like uh, that that you mentioned, Electric Callboy is like a band that I've known for so many years i've seen him like in small clubs here in germany with like <laughs> 40 50 people almost 10 years ago i think and they were like so huge like doing headline shows in the states and everywhere it's like it's like really crazy yeah i mean when you talk about <laughs> it it's like we really grew up with this band either way yeah, we, we didn't up like bit, i so. didn't listen to them that much in the back then but it feels like they always were there and they always were kind of big it's crazy it's yeah, crazy how, how huge they got uh during especially the now in the last two years or what with two the new, three years yeah that's crazy with the new stuff crazy yeah it was it was once they released hypa hypa with nico now yeah, as, uh, yeah. as the yeah, lead everybody's going completely crazy with it yeah it's fucking good but song. they deserve it man they have, <laughs> yeah they do they, they you know they have this high energy sound and you know they have like the attitude like they don't yeah, really give a yeah. fuck and you know they they just do what's fun i like that i like that i'll say it's not necessarily it's not necessarily the attitude of they don't give a fuck it's that it's the attitude of they're gonna take they're gonna take their music seriously but they're not gonna take themselves seriously oh, yeah, yeah. I guess and, it's, and it's that energy that comes across but even thinking about your sound as well. Yeah, Electric Cowboys coming over to the States. And last year they came over and they would headline rooms of about maybe 1,000 to 1,200 capacity. Now they're coming back just for a small run between two different festivals in May. And I'm seeing them in Chicago and the venue is like a 4,000 plus capacity venue. So... Oh. Maybe we can get you guys in on their next tour in the U.S. because <laughs> of how the energy of that sound is. 
we need, we need to talk to our label, man. They 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 gotta do like a label tour or something over there with like Fuck a few me, bands. Yeah. <laughs> hey, maybe they can make it happen, and maybe the new the new record, "There's a Place for Me on Earth," will be the one that you know gets it going. But now diving in the new album with it coming out literally in like two weeks from when we record this. But when everyone else is listening, it's gonna come out like you know really really soon. So definitely get ready yeah. for this. What was the inspiration on this song? Because especially the name of it, "There's a Place for Me on Earth." It has this interesting sort of like, like I'm trying like psychological, you know, contemplative feel to it. So, what was the idea behind this whole entire album? Oh well, I mean, I guess lyrically it was like all revolving around this topic. Like, uh, is there actually a place for like me on Earth or for everybody? Like, it sometimes feels pretty hard to 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 find this place in today's society. And this is what all the all the songs that are on this album actually are dealing with from a different standpoint or a different topic. And this was overall the, the best way to put all this, like the whole concept together in this one sentence, because like the first time that I've that I've thought about that sentence, it actually made me cry because it felt like, OK, it's so intense for me, actually. And um, that's why I came up with with this album title and asked the the boys what they think of it. And they were immediately like, OK, yeah, let's do that. Um, they also felt something with it, I guess. And um, <laughs> yeah, so that that's basically all about the lyric part of this album. But all around that, I mean, we just talked about the instrumentals a little bit, like uh, all the aggressiveness that we wanted to put into that, because it like it matches perfectly together with with the topic. And uh, it feels like you really need this this kind of um yeah the, this way to to approach those thoughts like in a in an aggressive way in a different like having different vibes on the album and this is what what makes this this album like something something yeah some, something new like combining with this with this uh i mean finding a place on earth like the the title you know it's like it's a very personal title and a very yeah, personal sure. album lyrical wise to you but i think everyone can uh you know like um feel the same you know we're like such a diverse society at this point and for some people it's harder to find their own place as well and um, because you know people are so different all over the world and somehow you can also hear that on the record because um all the four of us do listen to like so different music outside of metal you know uh, i like to listen to a lot of hip-hop and our drummer loves like electronic music and um all these different uh, influences we've also tried to incorporate them in the music as well right so every you know like genre that we listen to will find their place on the album in in, in some in way in some way yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> see understandable and i found that rather interesting too especially from what you're talking about with the overall topic behind the album behind the lyrical content because it is one of those more contemplative things one of those more sit back and really get an understanding of where you are and who you are However, whenever we think about that kind of a topic and we think about the emotions behind it, something that's so high energy really never is something that just pops in your head as the first thought of like, how am I going to feel about this? Where's my energy going? You're usually going to sit back. The songs are going to have a little bit more melodic feel. They might have a little bit more of this emotional tie to them to amplify that overall experience just based on what humans normally connect with their emotions with on that kind of a topic. However, what you guys are able to do is while keeping a lot of that fast pace, that high energy in there, 
I did see some of those other influences pop in and a lot of it popped in specifically from some of the programming ideas you had over some of these songs to create these different auras around them to still amplify on that overall emotion. Like I'm trying to think if I get the song right, like in Biased, it felt like at times there was a little bit more of this programming over the top that had a like emotionless and white kind of feel to it, but it added to more of that contemplative, you know, more emotional kind of sound while the album and while the song is still going high pace, high energy and having this manic feel to it. So it still has you guys in there, but it still has this more connective piece to it, to the overall theme of the album based on some of those program decisions you made on the influence that the band has. Yeah, sure, for sure. Yeah. And it's like it 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 puts like a like a different layer on top of the production, you know, if we like just we could just write only like heavy songs with just guitars and like pretty raw and would be pretty energetic and aggressive as well, but that wouldn't be us in this case. I mean, it's like uh, it definitely adds to different layers to like create an ambience in our songs. Yeah, I guess that's that was the most important thing for us to like have different songs that are still matching together perfectly as one as one piece kind of. But each of and, them stands out. In yeah, their own but way. each of them yeah. is totally like a standout song each. Yeah, again, that's like what every band is trying to do, especially bands that are trying to experiment a lot where you have to succeed in that. You have to have that core sound that when people are listening to that, when you're listening to it, you know that it's your music, you know that it's your style, but there are so many other aspects you can throw in there and influences to experiment with, to try and amplify whatever story, whatever emotion you're trying to portray. However, it still has that feeling of like what you guys have. I mean, again, I'll take use a couple examples. Take a listen to Electric Callboy. I mean, their music can go all over the place. They can go heavy, it can go light, but it just has that fun feel to it. Bring Me the Horizon has that, you know, uniqueness to them where they can try as many different things they want, but you still know at the core it's Bring Me the Horizon. We're seeing that with Bad Omens. We're seeing that with Sleep Token. And it's bands that have that core sound understood and they're able to expand on it with their other influences and what they want to try and portray. Those are the ones that are able to experiment and continue to succeed overall. And with your faster pace, that higher energy style, you guys definitely did that here where I knew every song was a Defocus song based on that energy and yeah, how yeah. much heavier it was compared to something like Beartooth. However, there were times where I'm picking out these other influences in these songs. Like, again, I use Bias. They kind of had the influence a little bit of Motionless and White and at times, in my opinion, Wage War as well. So picking mm -hmm. that out, I can start to take a little bit more of this understood feel to it and amplify the overall experience that is the focus on this album. Hell yeah. Hell Fuck yeah. Man, thank you. Yeah, thanks. So yeah, and honestly, when I went, because I've listened, I only have to listen through the four singles so far. Bias was definitely my favorite on the album so far of the singles. So when it comes to the album overall, I always like asking this question. It does sound like picking your like your favorite child, which is definitely not that easy. <laughs> but I'd love to see what the response is. So for you guys specifically, what are your favorite songs in the album personally? Of course, all the songs I know you enjoy. I know you want everyone to listen to all of them, which everyone should. But are there any songs where both of you are like, these are the ones you definitely have to listen to if you only have like five minutes and you have to pick one? Oh, that's that's a good question. I mean, um, we've only t we we just talked about it today, actually, because, you know, the singles that came out beforehand, they're like pretty high energy. And of course, we do have some really high energy and heavy tracks on the album as well. Um, but we do have a few surprises in there as well. And I think 
if I could pick one song that is not out yet, I would actually choose um, Don't Let It Hurt Me. Yeah, okay, yeah. same. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, yeah. what was the song you were going to choose? Sorry? What was the song you were going to choose? I didn't really fully hear it. I just want to make sure I got uh, it. Don't Let It Hurt Me. Okay. It's going to be your next single. It's actually going to be released on the 29th of <laughs> yeah. Uh, February. Yeah, yeah. Um, which is yeah something something different than from the from different. the singles that we've released before, so it's like a lot more emotional and um, but still, still fucking heavy actually. Yeah, it's, I mean it's still heavy, man. It's still heavy, but it's you know like, it's 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 different because you know it's it can be a sing along, it can be like a marsh song. Yeah, I think it's can, pretty, a bit yeah. a bit slow for a for a just a marsh song, but um, yeah, but that's also why it's so interesting because it's really different from the singles you've heard. Uh, so you get like a taste of uh, the other songs. Yeah, especially yeah. because it's like that song is actually connected to the whole "There is a place for me on Earth" topic thing. So like uh, this song really represents the the album in a in a certain way. Mm -hmm. and uh, yeah connected with those with those new influences we put into that song yeah i would say overall overall this would be the the go-to song yeah i'm really excited what the people were uh, or how the people will react to that song <laughs> <laughs> it'll be interesting to see especially releasing it as a single the day before the album comes out yeah. as well <laughs> that's that, that's something like i i've seen people who have seen bands do it i both have understood it and haven't understood it like the reason behind <laughs> at the exact same time I mean, you've got to make you know like the the biggest impact possible when when the when the album comes out. So every kind of attention is pretty good. Or like uh, in this case, like with another video and stuff like that. I think it's just taking the most uh, most out of the attention that we get for the album releases possible. Yeah, it kind of feels like to to have this this one video like set right before the album release, one day before. Like it, it kind of gives another like all the people that that see the video the day after also can see whoa there's an album coming out today or tomorrow whatever so it's like um, we really try to to get some more influence with that video and to get yeah. more people listening to the album then so that might be the perfect way to go but I mean you'll never know how the <laughs> internet works today it works different tomorrow and it will work different in a week so I mean. We just hope to to get the best uh, best out of everything. Yeah, I mean that makes sense. We've seen you know we've seen a guy, especially back during the pandemic, make a TikTok holding a bottle of cranberry juice while skateboarding down the street, and end up getting <laughs> like a four million dollar endorsement deal with the company that makes that juice. <laughs> so so literally anything can happen. I have understood you know okay, release a song the day before the album comes out. Because then it puts attention on that one specific song, but at the same time, it's then everyone already knows, you know, they're coming to you guys and they see that the album is coming out literally the next day. So yeah. it's, you get a lot more attention built up on there. But the other reason why I don't understand it too is like, okay, what if people see and they're like, oh, there's a new album coming out and it's coming out the next day. It's like, well, what if I want to listen to it right then and there? So it's <laughs> like, you know, you release the album on, like, on the day of release, but then you release that music video on that specific day. Now people are seeing the music video and they're able to go and see it right away. However, is it already oversaturated because the people that are already going to go check out the album yeah, have yeah. already checked it out because they've already been waiting for it. They're waiting, you know, for midnight to hit. And once it hit, you know, they were going to stay up late, go to groggy to work the next day because they want to yeah. listen to the full thing from when it dropped right at that moment. Yeah, I mean, it makes sense. I mean, 
the interesting thing is like usually bands uh do all their singles and, and music videos like before the album comes out to know you know you know to create like some some hype some kind of in some kind of way but uh we we also thought like man every single song we've put so much like love into every song that we have on this album and even if we don't release it beforehand we've also thought about like releasing a few music videos after the release just so that every song gets the attention it deserves right well not the attention that it deserves but just it keeps the album cycle continuing on it keeps it yeah. having that new feel especially in the day and age where we're at where streaming is king and people are constantly trying to get on those curated playlists that people are constantly following and if you're putting out brand new music videos, even after the fact of the album release, if those songs did not hit on the album release, just as much as some of the other ones did, it gives it a feel of like this is a brand new single and some of those playlists will pick up on that because now yeah. there's a lot more buzz around the song. And even though it's been out for a while, I mean, like there's the moments like that just randomly happen with, you know, uh, random things. Take a look at Pierce the Veil. I mean, they were never the biggest band, but then all of a sudden, TikTok decides, hey, we like the King for a Day song, <laughs> even though everyone in the scene already knew about that song and already loved it. Now mainstream media picked up on it, or, you know, the mainstream culture picked up on it, and they're going over and playing an arena tour in Europe when you never thought that band would be an arena band. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. actually true. Yeah. I mean, so the same thing for me personally, I think happened to like a lot of a lot of like uh you know like old school bands if you'd say mm -hmm. so like i don't think uh deftones would be as big as they are again right now without tiktok you know because of course you think if you like two years ago you've talked to someone about deftones i think they would probably think oh yeah that's music my dad would listen to because they're like from the <laughs> 90s yeah but uh you know after like going viral on TikTok with so much songs from them, it's like the 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 you know the younger audience is uh, picking up on that, and they are like huge again for me. Yeah, I mean to be honest, like okay, we could actually say that today it's a lot more efficient to put out every song as a single beforehand. Like, but then we come to the point where we say, okay, but we really want to make a, a music video, a, a good music video for a song, for example. I mean. Actually, the people only care for 15 seconds of a song right now, so you don't even have to <laughs> fucking do it. But but it but it's kind of still feels wrong to me to to do that, like to 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 not get the whole the whole uh, attention to a song, but only 15 second snippets or whatever. So for me, I, I do think that it might be cool in the future to to do that, to like to have all the singles released before the album drops, but. There are also some people that really like to enjoy some some like listening to the whole album and not yeah. knowing the songs before. And I guess it will be shifting in the next few years, probably. Mm -hmm. But I was like, you have to cater to what's popular at the moment, but you can't put all your you can't just like fully go and invest in it because take a look over time. I mean, in the early to mid 2000 or mid 2000s. Everyone thought MySpace was going to be like the thing for music for such a long period of time. What's MySpace? And then, but, I'm sorry. Yeah, and then like, and then yeah, then by 2009 it was completely irrelevant. And even though Facebook is still a behemoth as it is, it's not nearly as prop as popular as it was back in you know 2010, 2011. Instagram isn't as big as it once was, even though it's still really big. Twitter isn't as big as it once was. TikTok is huge, but there's going to be something that comes along that's going to yeah. overtake it, that's going to change the whole entire narrative around it. 
and bands are going to have to adapt. Artists are going to have to adapt. It's just what we have. To, it's just what you guys have to do. It's what even myself as a creative. That's what we have to do to survive and what we have to do to thrive yeah. in, this, yeah. in this industry. So that's the way it works. Yeah, it's yeah. the way it to, works. The way around that actually to make you like you know to be you have to you have to be really flexible in today's yeah. industry. Yeah. Like you know things can change so fast and so much, and you really have to adapt that to that. So that's so why we just got to, you know, we, we just got to stretch it out a little bit, <laughs> be flexible, and we'll be ready to go. All right, guys, I got one more question for you before you guys head on your way. Are you guys ready for this? Yeah, sure. let's go. Go ahead. I, I've been asked this question for the past, like, six months to every band I've had in the podcast. I'm keeping it going with you guys. So can you guys give me three bands or artists that you would suggest we listen to right now that you would love to get more attention to? It can be bands bigger than you, smaller than you, at your same level. I just want to get people to listen to more new music. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. Uh, um, <laughs> you go first? Okay, okay. So, okay, each of us three, okay. Uh, one, I really love the band From Joy. Fuck yeah. From Joy, they're from, I think they're from like Texas or something. I, I, I really don't know. I think they're from Texas or so. And they're like insane. They're like so high energy. I, I, I don't think it's for everyone, but the... They mix like uh, uh, you know, like breakcore electronic stuff it's in their super music. Crazy, yeah. It's insane. I really love them, and they deserve all the attention. Uh, and another band that I love, they're also from the states. I don't know where from, but they're called Weeping Wound. Ooh. I think they're called, and they're also like so underrated. They've they've put out like an EP or a record like last year or like two years ago. I don't really remember. And I really thought they were going to be picked up like by a big uh record label. But they didn't. But man, do they deserve it. They're they're really good. They're really good. And I have to think for one more. Yeah, okay. <laughs> let, let, let me continue. So um the first band that I came up with is uh, Mood Ring because I, I really love like uh Black Wave is a song that just immediately hooked me up and I'm just like if that song comes up, I'm always like super getting aggressive. It's like, oh damn, there's so much going on there. So like that's that's my first pick. And the second one that I would go with are actually label mates of us now because um, the oh, band Oralize. <laughs> That's they, what I was going to say. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> like Oralize is super crazy. They're actually yeah. going to play on our release show yeah. uh, on the 9th of March. And yeah, they, they, those guys are just uh, just crazy. They like actually combine also a lot of different things in their music, which I really appreciate. And I'm super stoked for seeing them yeah. live. They're like putting a record out like uh, also, I think like next month or so, and um, yeah, I guess in March. their first record, and they were like so insanely good, so insanely talented, and I think they're like I don't know, like eighteen, nineteen or something. Yeah, that's like, just crazy. They, they, you know, they've got everything uh, 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 lined up for them uh, after this release because it's already such a good record, and they're putting out <laughs> so many good songs, and uh, I think they're gonna be, they, they do deserve to be like. Yeah, a lot bigger. A lot bigger yeah. than they are right now. Oh, I'm I'm aware of those guys. I I got the and the notice about them, and I'm just waiting for times and days. Otherwise, they're coming to the podcast, and I'm gonna let them know <laughs> that you guys recommended them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, got one more or <laughs> fuck. Okay. If you can't think something, of one more, you guys gave me something two that's, that's not even totally related to to metal at all. But fuck <laughs> the new song by Young Marley, like crazy in the mood in the moonlight. <laughs> 
fucking great, man. <laughs> you will ever listen to that? Oh my god, I just got to knew that song two two weeks ago, last week, whatever. And it's just like it immediately got stuck in my head completely, like the whole week now. So it's a banger. <laughs> Young Marley. Yeah. Okay, that one. This, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Like you get one. Oh, last and, one. Okay, okay, last one. Um, um, if you like, um, like indie rock or like shoegaze indie rock music, there's a German band uh, that's called um, Spiral Drive. Spiral Drive, yes. Um, they are like crazy. They they are like putting so much weird effects into their guitars that you don't really yeah. think it's a guitar Just anymore. Just to it's, Space Train. Yeah, it sounds, it sounds like they're playing on synthesizers, but it's actually guitars and it's so good. <sighs> oh, shit. Okay. That's, that... It's really good. Like, if you want to chill out uh, on the evening and you can listen to Spiral Drive, they're really good. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Spiral Drive is great, yeah. Hey man, if I'm trying to chill out, I'm trying to just relax for the night. I'm gonna put on some knocked loose and just you know <laughs> enjoy, relax, arf arf, all that kind of stuff. But I might have to give that a shot just to really get into that deep relaxation feel. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. we'll see what happens. And now, gentlemen, thank you for being on the episode. As we bring this podcast conclusion, I typically end by giving three bits of information. First things first. When it comes to DeFocus and the brand new album, There's a Place for Me on Earth coming out on March 1st, you are going to want to go and check this thing out. It's going to give you the energy you need to go through life, go through your day, and if you're having a bad day at work, to tell your boss, hey, shut the fuck up, man. This is my town. <laughs> Just something like that. So best way to go and support the folks and find out when they're going to be playing near you, when they're going to be coming to the U.S., which hopefully is very soon, and where to listen to this album and get some merch is to go straight to the podcast below where it says find to focus online. There's been LinkedIn labels for everything. I'm doing all the searching for you. I am your own personal Google on this one when it comes to the focus. All you have to do is go down there, click the link that you want. Go and listen to the album. Go and listen to the rest of their music. Go get some merch. Go follow them online. Go watch music videos and go and get some tickets to when they're playing near you because you're going to feel that energy. It's going to be like if you take Red Bull and don't just drink it, but literally mainline it into your veins. That's what it's going to be like. Inject the Red Bull into your blood veins, man. Straight into my veins. <laughs> now it's time for number two. And this is why I cannot chop my liver in half because and sell it to try and come and see you guys. Because whatever guests of the podcast I enjoy, I tend to make a certain promise. And my promise is this, because you guys sit on this. It is when, when I get to see perform live for the first time, I will find you guys. I will come up. I will say hi. But my promise is, first round's on me. Yeah, perfect. <laughs> hell yeah, hell yeah. So I'm going to need that liver because I said first round. Then, you know, there's probably going to be a third and a fifth and a seventh round I got to cover at some point, too. <laughs> uh, that's, a, that's the reason why idea. the liver is perfect. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> exactly and now guys i cannot end this episode by saying goodbye that is way too final this was a shit ton of fun i'm gonna try and bring you guys back in the podcast sometime in the future see you guys play live first rounds on me third fifth seventh ninth as this roll keeps going on you know we're just gonna keep going on and on having a great time after me smashing a bunch of people in the pit to some high energy music that makes it feel like i my mainline red bull Red Bull and probably attach a car battery in my nipples, but I'm loving it every step of the way. So, guys, this is not goodbye. This is, I'll see you later. See you soon. Have a good one, man. Woo! Well, folks, in my interview with Simon and Jeff from the band to focus, and now it is time for Kevin's final thought. And 
Yeah, when I talked about this band in the introduction, and I thought about, like, Beartooth's high energy, but a lot heavier and still has a lot more of that manic stuff, describe them as, like, a car battery attached to your nipples and mainlining Red Bull straight into your veins, into your veins. Yeah, I, I meant every word of it because I, I love the fact that they also have this fast-paced style, this heavier style, this more manic overall feel to it. But when it came down to it with there's a place for me on earth, I mean, it gets into some more deeper emotional thoughts some deeper emotional topics that we're not going to necessarily be able to think about and really connect with overall with such a fast paced environment, such a fast paced manic style, because emotionally in our brains, more of those melodic, more of those ballad type songs definitely connect on this. I'll use motionless and white as an example. I'm not going to listen to Immaculate Misconception and think that it's going to be about something that's going to make me feel, you know, something that's more emotional, contemplative, but a song like Masterpiece from Scoring the End of the World is going to definitely hit on that. But what DeFocus is able to do is they're able to keep that high energy, fast paced sound, the more manic style behind it, but also bring in different influences to create that overall moment where it's going to be a little bit more connective, where it's going to be a little bit more interesting and where it's going to be a little bit different to hit on some of those more emotional topics while keeping that fast paced energy to their core. And this is a band. Trust me, if you listen to those singles, you're going to want to go see this band live. You're going to want to feed off that energy. You're going to want to get in the pit and you're going to want to hit someone in kingdom come. But remember the rules. If someone gets knocked down, you pick their ass right back up. I can't wait to see this band live. This is insane when it comes to the energy. When it comes to the focus though, when it comes to There's a Place for Me on Earth, when it comes out on March 1st, be sure to listen to it. Be sure to follow along with the band. Go to script to the podcast where it says find to focus online. Links and labels for everything you need to become the biggest to focus fan out there is going to be down there for you. Also make sure you're going down there and check out the Corporate Progression Podcast on social media. We're on Spotify Podcast. Nope, we're on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. So you can connect with us there. Also remember to subscribe to this podcast right down here if you're on YouTube. New episodes of the podcast in full every single Tuesday and Thursday and Friday reaction videos as well. But if you're like, Kevin, I only want to audio stream this stuff. Well, you get the full episodes. Don't worry about that. Spotify, Apple Podcasts every single Tuesday and Thursday as well. Just don't get the reaction videos there, but... You get the full podcast there as well for your listening pleasure. Be sure to like the video and like the episode if you're on um, Spotify or Apple Podcasts. Keep us pushing up in the algorithm and keep us getting to know more about brand new music. And so I want to thank you guys for listening. Thank you guys for coming by and enjoy. On that note, that's who you guys are listening to the Code Progression Podcast. My name is Kevin and you guys know how I end every single one. of the big, healthy, and hearty. See ya! Yeah.